Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is, it's not the market, it's your procurement with my friend, Andrew Haverkamp. How's it going, Andrew? It's going great, Joe. Thanks for having me on today. I'm excited about this topic and I'm excited to talk to you. You are one of those guys, even though you're not old, you have been there, done that, got the hat. You've been at every one of the big, important companies along the way. So, um, Andrew, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Sure. So I, my name is Andrew Haverkamp and I live full time here in Denver, Colorado. And I currently work for Emerge, which is a company based down in Scottsdale, Arizona. But, you know, when you, you laugh about uh, my, my tenure or whatever in this industry, I was one of the few that was able to join the team at American Backhaulers back in Chicago. This, along with, you know, C.H. Robinson was one of the first two major freight brokerages in the United States after trucking was deregulated in the 80s. And so I was there right. for a long time, and, and, and ultimately that company was bought by C.H. Robinson. So, so I've spent time at both, at both uh, Robinson and American Backhaulers. Most recently, you know, I spent 10 years at uh, Coyote, also run by Jeff Silver, and then the last five with Uber on the Uber Freight team based out in San Francisco. So I've been around. I've been with like the old school traditional brokers. You have been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, the new digital guys and uh, pretty much everyone in between. So it seems as if, and again, I'm, I'm, um, I spent my early part of my career in automotive, but it seems as if there's almost that, you know, like you think about the coaching tree for professional sports, it seems as if there's like this, this tree that developed from certain companies and, um, American backhaulers, one of them, and they got bought by CH Robinson. And then, uh, you were at Coyote. I think there's a lot of people who came from Coyote who've done yeah. great things. Uh, those are all great companies. It's really, it's why Chicago is like the mecca of freight brokerage uh, in the United States, because all those companies, you know, had major offices or headquarters in Chicago. So there's a lot of great talent in that city. And yeah, you see a lot of this activity. Yeah. So, so before you joined Backhaulers, tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? So I, yeah, I grew up in Chicago, in the, in, in the suburbs of Chicago. Ultimately, I got my undergrad degree from Indiana University in Bloomington. Very and American nice. Backhaulers was my first job. I mean, they it was, uh, you know, again, an industry that most people even today still doesn't know exists. And certainly I didn't know it back then. I just remember them telling me I could wear jeans to work every day. And I said, well, I'll give it a try. <laughs> it seems uh, it seems like it seems worth a shot. <laughs> that was a big thing back big, yeah, then. Yeah, that was a big I mean, deal. That... <laughs> I always remember when I worked in automotive and when we went casual, it was the most awkward thing in the world because we would show up with dress pants <laughs> without our without our, our shirts and t- without our ties, but we were like fish out of water. But so your most recent, so you started off at Backhaulers, then that got bought by C.H. Robinson. You ended up at Coyote. What did you do? Tell us a little bit about your time at Coyote. Yeah, I mean, primarily for the last 15 years, I've been uh, focused on on enterprise sales and enterprise partnerships. So basically, um, at Coyote and at Uber, it was getting the largest shippers in the United States to do business with our companies, but primarily as a traditional broker, right? We we weren't really, even though we had some ancillary products, we weren't really selling TMS. We weren't really selling consulting services or outsource. It was really just traditional freight brokerage. So obviously, you know, Uber, that role was similar, even though their business model was a little different. 
you know, primarily Uber is digitizing the carrier sales function of brokerage. But again, it was still getting those folks to work with us as a traditional freight broker. And Emerge, while it, we do have a freight brokerage arm, I'm focused here on procurement. And that's why obviously we have the topic of the podcast today. We, you know, the reason I came to the company is because it was a different, you know, it's a different way to interact with those enterprise shippers, focusing on procurement and procurement tools versus execution, which is what Coyote and Uber and all the other traditional guys are they're focused on execution, appointment setting and moving the loads versus how do you procure rates for your bids? Yeah, I think one of the things that's interesting about what you guys are doing Emerge, and we'll get more into this in a minute, but is we've been, we have innovation. We all know what we, you know, we talk, and maybe it's an overused word, but there's sometimes there's an incremental improvement to something. And somebody goes, do you see the way we innovated? You're like, eh, you know, that, that's, not, that's not a fundamental, like foundational innovation. What Emerge is doing is in a, in a market filled with people saying, "Look at the innovation. This is truly innovation." And well, it, it it's is a because business. we we have a tool for procurement that is free. It's easy to use. It is very low risk to sign up and test, and it's already broadly used by a large number of carriers, you know, asset based carriers and freight brokers. So, for a, a customer to either pilot or change their procurement process to using our tools is really easy to do and it's low risk. And so that, that's what we say. Now, you know, ultimately we have customers that do work with Emerge as a freight broker also, but you know, the percentage of that, of that freight is way smaller than the folks that are using it with their existing carrier base. So we are a, a procurement first company that is bringing these tools to our, to our customers. Yeah. And I think one other thing we'll, we'll, we'll mention here is that, um, you know, for a long time, we would look at transportation management systems as they have all these different functions and the transportation management system would try and be best in class for every one of those functions. And I think we've, this is a change in software over the last 10 years, realizing we can't be the very best at everything because there's companies that are emerging, we'll use that word. <laughs> there are companies that are emerging that are best in class. So now I think you see the modern transportation management systems are saying, we'll let you connect to whatever is best in class. Yeah. We're not going to assume that we're the very best. And by the way, that's the same way with ERP systems. That's the way WordPress works. That's the way all big platforms are working, where you say, sure, we'll plug that in. And that integration is already there. All you have to do is say, Turn it on. Right, right. Just add someone's, you know, SCAT code or, or whatnot. Yeah, the, the rise yeah. of API connectivity in the last three or five years has just been unbelievable because, you know, the older tools, you know, think about spot procurement where a carrier or a broker has a username and password to log onto a website and they do that and they view available loads <laughs> and then they have to look over their system and type in origin and destinations and look up what their, whatever their rate engine is, you know, they, everyone has some type of tool. And then they need to sit there in their mind and think to themselves, what do I really want to quote on this rate? And then they type that in in the website and then maybe they get feedback, maybe they don't. People spend you know, an enormous amount of time doing this and your win rate might be 1% or 2% all across all, all modes, <laughs> right. all companies, right? And so with API connectivity, you literally can take whatever rate engine you have and have it living directly in the TMS systems <clears throat> so that you don't have to go through all that. And we... You know, if you look at that and compare it to price transparency, which is coming out with like FreightWave Sonar and Chainalytics and the DAT Transcore Index and these 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 uh, these indices are all broadly available and widely used. So the days of complete opaqueness 
in rates are are largely gone, you know? As soon as the internet got there, we knew that was going to end. Yeah. Right? That was the the idea that Andrew has to work with me because I know where the trucks are and I know what the price are and he doesn't. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. The internet ruined that party. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> true. And I think, uh, but what, but what's it's good because it brings efficiency to the process, right? Does does it benefit exactly. anyone to have all this back and forth in email with spreadsheets and all this stuff? It doesn't benefit anybody because it's not meaningful work for either side. And at the end of the day, the result may not be the most accurate, right? It may not be the best price or the correct price, if you will. Right. Well, that brings us to our topic today. So we, again, it's it, the topic today is it's not the market, it's your procurement. So, so often, I think with, with my, my friend, Andrew Haverkamp, and when Andrew and I were prepping, we talked about, you know, how so many people are like, if when I say people, so many shippers are saying, what's the market? It's the market, it's the market. It's the market is tough. There's no denying that. But it's not tough if you have a better procurement process. So let's let's talk about what's wrong with the average shipper's procurement process. So what's the first thing that you notice that is really off with the average shipper? Well, I say average. Give me what this, what's wrong with the small guys and what's wrong with the bigger guys. The because small the, and medium-sized shippers, you'll find that largely they are emailing out with BCC uh, lists, uh, Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> to carriers and brokers and they're saying, here's you know my information and they're emailing them PDF or um, PowerPoints with facility info, whatnot. And they're saying, please participate in our bid and, and put in your rates and send them back. And so all those companies are receiving that information by email, then they're working on it manually. They're emailing it back to the customer. The customer's gotta somehow use VLOOKUP or collate all that information back together and then go through the process, the manual process of deciding who is going to get the lanes and who who doesn't. And typically they're doing this once a year. And it's because it's so painful. You don't want to do yeah. it more than once a year. And, and once the bid is over, they're holding on by their fingertips, hoping that the rates stay valid, that the awarded volume is accepted, and that the companies that they tender loads to execute. And a lot of times, you know, if you surveyed all those medium-sized companies out there, most would say they have routing guide failures every day. And that is related to procurement. Yeah. And so... so- Anytime you're managing your supply chain with emails, mass emails to people you don't know, yeah, uh, that was a this carrier called me a year ago, and I told him that I would put him on our list for uh, when we do a bid. And so he's on my list. He forgot all about me. Maybe he quit the company, but I have his email list. I have his email, so I put it on my list. And it's going to bounce. So some of those emails bounce. I think we've all been there, whether it's on the 3PL side. But as shippers, they send that and say, I send it. I might be sending it to a carrier who only moves freight in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm in all my freights in the Northeast. He's still on my list. Right. Right? Because I don't have time to. I, all I know is I have a, a guy. He says he has 50 trucks. I wrote it down. I put it on my list. And then I, I send him my spreadsheet. Assuming that didn't bounce, he gets it and says, who the hell is this? I'm busy. There's bid fatigue out there. Guys don't bid on everything that comes. I can say this for the short time I worked at a trucking company. That's kind of insulting to get those sometimes because you're like, who is this? Who sent me this email? They think I'm just going to drop everything for a no name and start 
filling in spreadsheets so I can send it back. But the, the opposite could happen where they don't believe you have a meaningful relationship. And so the rate you're going to get back is going to be wild. They're, they're either going to ignore you or the rate you may get back is going to be offensively high because at the broker or the carrier, they, they don't have a relationship with you. So they have, they're helping out their main people. Right. And, and then somebody, you know, randomly on the side, they don't, oh, yeah. they don't have a relationship with. I get I, I get that email and I'm a carrier. My first thought is they're just rate shopping their incumbents, making sure their incumbents aren't are ripping them off. Right. And it's it's not relationships. So the so the small medium guys, they don't have software. So as a result of not having software, they use email and they use spreadsheets and and the and they might give the little instructions in the email saying must submit by this date. It is pure nonsense. It doesn't work as well as they want it to. And if people ask, why don't they just get those tools? Because they're available. They are available, but they're wildly expensive. And so for if you're a that's what the big guys company, buy. right? That's what the largest sh- the 300 largest shippers are all using those wildly expensive tools because they're you know already installed on their global. ERP systems. So those are procurement tools. Yeah. So those are procurement tools, but they aren't made for freight. Freight is a special animal. Right. The larger shippers are using procurement that could be used to buy steel or could be by buying pencils or anything. Plastic or rubber, but it's and they're and they're trying to add on, you know, to have it by procurement also. So, but to close the loop on the smaller folks, the the smaller folks don't have the capacity or the wherewithal to pay large licensing fees right. to go out and buy the tools. That's why they don't have them. So they're still stuck with what they have, which is Microsoft Office and <laughs> Gmail or you know other, other email programs, right? <laughs> Wonderful tools, but not built for freight procurement. So, so the big dogs are using, so the bigger company, the bigger shippers, they're using software, but it's, uh, they're, they're, they're using the wrong tool. Freight is a special animal. You know, by the way, I've, I've run across when I was still selling transportation logistics services, a lot of times purchasing wouldn't even get involved with logistics and transportation. They go, no, go down and see the guys on the dock. They do that. Um, so, and I know why they did it because they don't have the expertise. They don't have the tools and like, no, thanks. But I think now that we've have transportation management systems and they can actually get some spreadsheet, you know, download stuff, they, now we have purchasing involved, but they're using tools that again, built for something else. They need, they don't have a custom tool and we're, we're cutting ahead here. Emerge is a custom tool for this, but we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> so that's the first thing that's really wrong with this process is the software or the lack thereof. The wrong software for the big guys, no software for the little guys. What's the second problem that's wrong with the average shipper's procurement process? Well, it's uh, they are, and we talked about this a little bit, but they're extraordinarily time consuming. And if you think about our, our market is volatile, right? Transportation does have rates rise and fall all the time. And if you have bid events where you're doing something once a year and you're, you're going to launch in January to go live in May, it's virtually impossible for the companies you work with to come up with the correct rate and then hold that rate so that they can execute. So you're, the shipper is either paying too much money because the companies have hedged high because that's what you have to do sometimes. Right. They're, they're either paying too much money or they're having routing guide failures because their their time horizon was too long. The bid event took too long. A year is very difficult unless you're on the right. most regular lanes to hold a rate. And so, yeah, the yeah that's the service failures is what the, the end result is service failures and waste of time. I mean, that's that's the end of the yeah. uh, story. 
so it's a weird thing when you send that the shipper sends sends something and you know again it could could be a spreadsheet could be through the software and says hey give me rates for this next upcoming year and i like to think i've said this a few times before and i've been wrong i like to think we're on the tail end of covid but who knows right so how am i supposed to as a carrier supposed to say i know what's going to happen for the next year andrew i'll give you i'll promise you these are good rates for the next year more likely they're, they don't know. They're guessing. They're, and some are going to say, I'm going to hedge it. I'm going to be high. Some are going to be very aggressive and say, hey, I'm going to give Andrew a real low price and win the business. And then if it if the price goes high, I'll, I'll just, just bail. I'll just bail. Care? Yeah. That right. happens all the time. I mean, that is uh, rampant in our industry. And what you're saying, so we have this ridiculously clunky process. And that's whether you have software or don't, especially if you don't. And and so you say, I don't want to do this more than once a year because it's painful. And I've heard people say it takes up to a month. Doesn't surprise me. If yeah. you've got a lot of lanes and a lot of a lot of business cards that you decided to manually punch in, <laughs> you send that out, you get those rates, you do it once a year because it's so painful. Right. Well, it's because the tools, the, the tools that exist today were not built for transportation procurement. And so, and and also they're made by very large companies. So it's very difficult to, you know, nothing's going to be changed. Like even if a person has an idea for saving a couple of steps, like those are not going to get surfaced to the developers in any meaningful way. So if you have the right tool, you can shorten your time horizon for either actually executing the bid event or the number of times you're doing bid events throughout the year, because you're not, you're not spending, you're not wasting all, all your time doing doing the events. They're easier. You know, you need easier, easier tools. So I talked to you guys before at Emerge. I know that most people who are using Emerge do quarterly events now. And which I think is a... Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say only quarterly. What, what, you'll, what you'll see is people doing all different kinds quarterly of Quarterly or more, I should say. Well, well it's not really because, you know, that, that's taking the time horizon into account. But they're saying, all right, how about if you're a, let's say you're a grocery retailer, let's do a bid to see if I can get better rates on my vendor controlled freight, right? Cause you know, in the grocery world, the vendors and the retailers are always kind of going back and forth with who's got the price and who's got the truck. If you can really easily bid lanes, maybe that you as a shipper don't even own and you can share that with your base and say, look, Hey, here's a quick one we want to do. Let's see if we can get some wins or you could focus on geography, Win-win, right? Right. Maybe, maybe you're, you're suffering uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, for some reason at your plant down there. And so you want to shift production or you want to, Whatever it is, there's 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 more than just time, you know, more more than just time reasons to to do your bids. But that's what we see is that on the on the bid cards on a customer's dashboard, and they we let them make up their own titles. The names are all different kinds of variety of. It's just a different way of slicing and dicing their their freight network. So it, it's an easy way to look at it many different ways. Yep. So the first thing we talked about what's wrong with the current procurement process for many shippers is. If you're small, you don't have any software. You're just the you're the Excel the Excel and email mass emails. You know it doesn't work, but you do it anyway. Then the big dogs are using the wrong tools because they don't have a custom tool made just for freight. And then the second thing, because that process is so clunk- clunky, we get to the second problem, which is you're doing these yearly events, and you know most carriers didn't get into the business because they were fortune tellers. They don't know what's happening in a year, and they're doing the best they can, looking at economic data, looking at the history. It's just very difficult. And, and you know, I never want to be that guy who gives you a bad rate. But at the same time, I don't want to be the guy who loses money. Right. <laughs> so, so they're in a trick. You're putting your partners in a trick bag by doing those yearly 
events. And to your point, you want to get to say the tool makes it easy. I can do this quarterly. I can do this once a month. I can do special events anytime I want to. Right. Cool. So what's the third thing that's wrong with the current procurement process for most shippers? Well, I think the, you know, we look at at spot shipments as procurement also. And so again, it's, you know, I don't want to sort of, you know, beat the same bush, but it is still largely with a lot of companies, an email-based system, or it is a website that somebody's using. And it's a manual process to get oh, what yeah. today is largely <laughs> electronic available pricing information into the systems. And so, you know, you have people going back and forth, offering rates, getting counter rates, going back, or you have, you know, an email blast to a hundred different companies and you're collecting rates. And then by the time you're available to tender a load, maybe the, the lowest rate is no longer available or it's changed. You know, again, we're just, we're really going back to hammering the point of streamlining communication and streamlining workflow in transportation procurement. So you're not wasting yeah. the time of the employees at the company, at the shipper or at your vendors, you know, the carriers and brokers. I think also if you want to come up with the right rate, allowing the computers to give the price is going to be more accurate for both sides than letting a, a user sit at their desk, look at your website and think in their mind what they feel like charging you that day. So so we talked about these three big problems, again, software or lack thereof, the, the, the time frame, the yearly or the quarterly. And then this last chunk is just as important, the, the, the automation, getting rid of all those manual touches, because it is a silly thing. And I, I, I think we've all been part of it. And it's a waste of time where I'm working with Andrew and I say, Andrew, could you, could you knock $10 off so I can give that to you? Because somebody else is cheaper, but I like you. <laughs> and, and I said, I'd get you some freight. That's so silly when we have systems that can say, oh, you know, let's take that. Joe and Andrew can go to lunch and talk about that. <laughs> let's use the system to do the system work and, you know, the humans to do the human work. Yeah, I think that, you know, in the last five years, you know, I've seen companies, shippers really open their mind to this idea of automation in the, okay, it wasn't really the old days, right? But there, there really used to be right. a big sort of handshake element to transportation procurement. And while that's totally valid, and I meet people and shake their hands all the time, bringing automation into that conversation benefits both sides of this equation. So, uh, and I think the attitudes right. of, of shippers towards automated tools has really, really increased over the last couple of years because it's, the benefits are, are clear. Yeah, you think about this, Andrew, your, your perfect, your career arc is a perfect example of the changes in this industry. You were at Backhaulers and you were at Robinson. At the time, those were the those were great freight brokerages. And then you went to Coyote. And I know at Coyote, you guys were doing more with uh, technology for sure. Yeah. And then you went to Uber, obviously doing a lot with technology. Now you're at Emerge, which is a technology company first. And it's that arc, if you were to tell yourself 20 years ago, pay attention when they talk about computers, you'd be like, nah, what do I care? <laughs> I, I have an email address. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, any, anybody who worked at American Backhaulers remembers these large pink order sheets that, you know, when you were hired on your first day, they gave you a couple stacks of these. And, and really, the, you could tell the, the big guys around the office based on how big the stack of pink sheets were on their desk because that meant that their phone was ringing, their customer was calling <laughs> orders, it. and they were writing down <laughs> orders on the piece of paper so they knew what, you know, writing down the PO numbers. 
And then after you typed the load in the computer, you put a big line through it and put it on your stack of paper. And the guys who moved the most freight, guys and girls who moved the most freight, had the biggest stacks. And that was the thing. And, uh, you know, I look at my time at Uber and they didn't even give you pens because it was all electronic. <laughs> no right? need. No need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not so, doing that at all. So let's switch gears. So I would normally say companies like Emerge that are doing this, but they're, I, I don't honestly don't think there is anybody who's in the transportation logistics space that is focused on procurement like Emerges. So we talked about these problems. Talk about how shippers use Emerge and kind of solve the problems we just talked sure. about. Sure. Well, uh, again, our, our, there are competitors to Emerge that are out there, but primarily those companies are software companies trying to sell licenses for their software for companies to use. And maybe they're talking in procurement, or maybe they're really talking just to the overall purchasing department or the CFOs or whatnot. But that's the goal right. of those companies. Emerge, you know, our goal is we, we've built this transportation procurement tool that we are, are offering to our shippers to use for free. And people say, well, then how do you make money? Because of course, we, we do make money as a company. But Emerge does have. Oh, a, I didn't know you're a for-profit <laughs> company. That's great. We do have freight brokerage, and but we know that if we positioned ourselves out in the marketplace where we're just going to all the same shippers and trying to say, "Oh, we figured out a way to move freight," it, it's it, the story has already been told. If you think about how companies come up with rates, how trucks are tracked through their ELD devices, all the integrations that people have in the TMS systems, that story has been told. And so, Emerge, you know, the goal is. Let's build an amazing tool that focuses solely on procurement and allow the companies to use that. And that's how we're going to create our relationships with our shippers. Some of those shippers will send a portion of their network to Emerge. And that's how we monetize the whole program, right, is by the loads that we right. do move. But, 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 but companies, not necessarily all of them. No, no, not even close to all of them. Most people come to us at first. They are Most are small. At the beginning, a lot are small companies. And a small company can come to us. And they can self-onboard through our website in a very small number of clicks. They can upload their existing carrier and broker base by themselves just by using an email address and an MC number. They could build their own lane templates for whatever type of procurement event they want to run. And then they can you know, send that out to their, to their network partners. We have, we have support staff that help them do all that stuff. But that's how the, the smaller or medium-sized companies will come to us. So, so- – as a shipper, so I'm, I'm, I'll use me as an example. So let's just say I'm a small shipper, and I'm making I'm making a computer, some sort of computer part, and I send it to pe- people. So I have a lot of truck tr- truck load that I'm doing, and I say, okay, I'm doing 100 loads a month, and I want to go over to Emerge, but I already work with some carriers, and I already so I have them up. So I'm not paying. And I know, do do my carriers pay now when I move? Yeah, over? so that's the, the 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 that is the best example. So when if somebody does not work with Emerge on the brokerage side, which is fine, and they want to use our tool, we love that they're able to you know sign up for free, and then when they upload their network partners to Emerge's platform, we identify them by MC number, and so if they use us for uh, execution or for the spot market or whatnot, when their carrier base accepts a load, there is no cost to anyone, right? So their network partner said the so rate I'm just was using your tool for free. Yeah, they're using the tool for free. The carrier said the rate was 1000 The customer pays 1000 Emerge is not in that. We are not participating in execution in that uh, 
in that event. So if we're not executing, there isn't a cost to the transportation provider or the shipper in any way. So we just moved to a nice tool. And so we're, we're out of this email mess. We're out of, we're, so I'm using this nice tool. Now, how do you guys get, and I know you got to make some money somewhere. So how do you guys get involved to make some money? I just brought my, I just brought my hundred loads a month and my, I'm working with 10 cares and I'm not paying you anything. How do you eventually monetize this relationship? Well, sort of that's what I was alluding to is that we, you know, on the on the brokerage arm at Emerge, we will execute shipper broker agreements with customers where we become one of their network partners. But what we say is you'll only pay Emerge money if, if we've saved you money on your transportation costs. And so what that uh-huh. means is this is primarily happens on the spot market, right, where you could have your 10 network carrier partners. Let's say you have 10 or 20 of those hundred loads have, for whatever reason, become a spot shipment. Yes. Well, your your network partners will see the the load and put in their price. Emerge will also see the load and put in our price. And if we have the lowest ah. price, the computer system will tender the load to us and we'll move it. And in that case, we're executing. So you as the shipper are going to receive an invoice from Emerge and you'll pay us the rate that we put in on the platform. But you only selected us as the hired carrier because our rate was the lowest. Right. And so if your own, let's say you had your own folks that drop trailers or some specialized equipment or they are regional in nature and they have the best price, they'll get it every time. And if you feel like as the shipper that you just want to, you know, you want to sort of benchmark, but you want to override the award, you can do that too. Right. If you want to pick someone that's not the lowest cost, you can pick that person and and, uh, put an explanation into why. So I could get, I could say I move my hundred loads over, put them in the Emerge system. So Emerge can see them. But I'm still working with my 10 or 20 carriers. And I say, oh, this popped up. One of my carriers is consistently higher than what Emerge is. I could just say to my carrier, hey, guys, we've been working together for a long time, but I, you're a little high on this. And they might say, oh, yeah, okay. And they say, how do you know? Because I can, I can, show, you, I can show you what the market is, right? And I could ask them to lower it. Or I could say, Hey, see you guys until you get your price right. I'm going to go with uh, Emerge. On well, that. it depends also what the company has done in terms of what, 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 you know, your hundred loads, like what, what was the procurement event? Did you lock in volume and rates for a year with your company? And if you did, you probably aren't going to upend that relationship because you made a commitment to them and they made a commitment to you and what have you. But if you're doing quarterly bids or monthly bids, or you have yes. loads that are running on the spot, on the spot market, we could even like, we, we've seen situations where emerge or, or other any company it doesn't have to be emerge where other companies are lower priced and the shipper selects someone who's not the lowest price we'll we'll run a report for you we'll share that with you and we'll say hey we noticed on these couple of lanes you're picking someone that's not the lowest cost why and because sometimes there's a valid reason but sometimes there's not sometimes it's just i like the guy and while that may be valid it's not benefiting their business you know what i mean I used to do that. I used to do that when I was a three PL. We'd every once in a while get a phone call from uh, one of our customers and say, "Hey, you know, you guys are, you know, you're not saving me as much money as you used to." And then we'd do the report, and we were doing a lot of less than truckload. And I'd say, "Here's the 17 instances last week where your guy chose the something that was not the lowest price." And I, and I was like, I think somebody's been getting pizzas in the back. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, look, it could you, be better, that. you better check be that. that. The, you know, it could be that the company has dropped could be trailers. Service. You know, they have dropped trailers on their lot and there's a trailer sitting in the dock door and a guy was a hundred bucks more expensive. Yes, it makes more sense right. to just load the trailer and get it on. Uh, or maybe somebody who's coming in with that real low rate, 
maybe they're the ones who, you know, because you have to quote it today, the thing maybe picks up tomorrow. Maybe that lowest price guy is the one who calls you at three o'clock and says, my truck broke down. The fact of the matter is the truck didn't break down. The person just didn't find a truck to move the load or they didn't pay what it what it would cost to make the you know execution happen. And so so sometimes the cheapest guy isn't always the best, right? And maybe you remove them. If right. someone's a repeat offender, you could remove them. But our, our tool shows all that stuff in reporting after the fact. So either during a bid event, you know, you can have live feedback. But afterwards, you know, when the loads are running through the system, you can definitely see what's happening and what the users are doing. Right. So let's switch gears for a second. We've talked about my 100 loads a, a month. And I brought over my 10 or 20 carriers. And they're working with me. Good for them. They're lucky because I, I, I value those relationships. Now, they're an Emerge's system. Can they win other Emerge business? Yes, but they cannot win their original customer's business from Emerge. Okay, so if that makes any sense. So if... Right, 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 right. So they have that relationship with me already. Right. If Johnson Shipping brought in Jones Trucking, that's great. If Jones Trucking says, hey, we want to look for backhauls or look for other freight... They can sign up with Emerge and they can view loads that are available on Emerge's platform. But the only company's loads they won't see are if their own company, if they're, if the they're ones they're, they already own. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, uh, because people do ask us that we, the carriers can't double dip. They, they can't, like, in other words, if a company, if a carrier has a rate of a thousand dollars with their shipper, they can't decline the load, log on to our spot market, see the same load, bid 1200 and take it for more money over here because we won't let them see their own customers' loads. Whereas if they're a trucking company, they can still participate with us, but they just, they just can't see loads that they've already seen or that they're already being offered. So what's cool about this is as you bring on more and more customers, shippers, and they bring their carriers with them and say, hey, this is the best way for us to communicate. We're just using this tool for free. It's the best way for us to work. So we can do now instead of you, rather than me asking you for your yearly, I'm doing quarterly, maybe even special bids, RFP events that make sense. And in addition, those carriers now have an opportunity to get some other business that they, they didn't have access to. Over time, uh, this system, it, uh, and by the way, guys, uh, for those of you who didn't know, this is Andrew Leto, Mike Leto, and the team from over at Global Trans. They came over and created Emerge. So there's no uh, time when this company is not going to be successful. These guys understand this business. They're not techies. <laughs> they are. Well, I guess they are now. They're freight, but they're freight this guys. company, as you grow, they're freight techies. So as time goes on, there's going to be more and more shippers on there and more and more carriers on there. So this is that that snowballing effect, the flywheel effect that we hear about. That what networks do best. <laughs> well, we, when we talk about the network, we are we are agnostic in terms of shipper, broker, and asset-based trucking company. We are agnostic to mode. We're agnostic to geography. Today, that's just limited to North America, but we will continue, you know, to expand those geos. But we're agnostic. Whereas at other companies I've worked for, there is a specific set of of customer, a specific set of equipment, a spe- you know, all these different you know constraints that are in there. But when you're using our dynamic RFP tool, it's whatever the specs work for the shipper are fine with us. That's what we say. We're agnostic. So if you're if you're a company and you only deal with brokers for whatever reason, we don't care. You can still run your RFP event. You can build a routing guide and and you can load that routing guide into your TMS platform. Or if you have you know, a tanker endorsed 
required reefer hazmat loads, which <laughs> do exist, Emerge can't broker that freight. We don't have the capabilities to do that, right? We don't move loads intra-Mexico or intra-Canada with our brokerage arm. But if a shipper has that freight and they have providers that already do that, we're agnostic. We don't care. Go ahead. Run the bid event with those companies on there with that unique freight. Build the routing guide and award it to them. That's what our, our vision for the future is to have, you know, uh, have Emerge be the platform, right? That's where people come to run their procurement events and then to build their routing guides and either to build, you know, the waterfalls in their TMS systems or, you know, to run spot freight through our program or to hire a merge when appropriate to move loads for them. Well, what's also cool is if you're uh, a carrier, as a carrier, especially there's a lot of small carriers out there who can uh, say, well, okay, I get a lot of phone calls from carriers saying, I just want good shipper freight. Right. And I, and and then when you talk to them, what their next thing out of their mouth is, I work with this brokerage and I move the freight and later I find out how much money they made and I feel sick to my stomach. Well, or, and, or let's talk about so, transparency. Not, not to interrupt, <laughs> but let's talk about transparency, right? Because in the traditional world of brokers and smaller, you know, medium-sized brokers and medium-sized asset-based trucking companies, the, the carriers don't know who the customer is. And, you know, a lot of these loads, they're posted on the DAT and it may just say, you know, Charlotte to Dallas. And the trucking company calls the number and the broker always says, well, that, that's not really what the load is. It's really Raleigh to Lubbock. And but I've got don't worry, Lubbock's horrible, but I've got so much money in it. I'll make it worth your while. Like it's a horrible experience. If a, if a trucking company views a shipper's load on our platform, they see the load, they see the appointments that are set, and they see who the customer is. When the load is booked, the customer sees who the carrier is, and they both see each other's rate. We're not here to hide what we're doing. Right. We're not. That's what I say, like when I was saying earlier, we're not leading this conversation as a freight broker, even though we do have those capabilities, right? Because being the platform, being transparent, that's what Emerge is all about. That's what brings the most benefit to the shippers and to the carriers. Yeah. And by the way, the um, I, I had Michael Leto on the podcast last year. And one of the things he said when he was at Global Trans, he says, we had a, a, a gong. And when we made uh, – somebody got $1,000 over – you know, $1,000 profit on that load, $1,000 margin, they would bang the gong. And he said – and and what that speaks to, and nothing wrong with it, the, that model, but we're I think we're evolving away from that model to if if automation and the and the systems like the one you guys have are adding most of the value, and you don't have a you know you don't have to have a ton of people in the between the process, then you can lower the cost per load. Yeah, is going to lower in the freight brokerage business, but also the cost per load to for on the on the shipper front. They aren't going to have to. They don't have to worry about enormous amount of manpower. So that 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 spread doesn't have to be there in the middle. Well, of anybody it. who worked at American Backhaulers would remember the red police light that we would turn on for the exact same reason. We we called them triple dollar loads. That meant that <laughs> you made a bunch of extra margin. <laughs> they became triple dollar, and you got to turn on the police light. And uh, but you're right. I mean those but those those days happened because the world was opaque and there was no price transparency. And today, you know, if you have sonar or, or other products. From from these other companies, you can tell what the rates are. And so, yeah, on, on the on the day-to-day moment, you might be paying a little bit higher or a little bit lower or right at the market. But when you know what the market is, it makes it a lot easier to avoid those huge 
you know, price gouging events that happen when when it's the humans, not the computers coming up with the price. So if you're a carrier and you, and again, a lot of carriers, I, I by the way, I say this all the time to carriers. You don't want to work through brokerages, yet you don't have a sales guy and you don't have a good website and you don't do any SEO. So right. those freight brokers, they are acting as your sales team. In in effect, when we get to this kind of model, now as me as a carrier, I have access to all the loads, not all, but all the lanes that I want that Emerge has. And that's growing every day. So I could find myself getting that class A freight that I want. Right. Well, a carrier can pick the shipper. So in other words, instead of instead of taking a, a if that's why brokers can't really do bids, right? Because they can't just say, what are your rates from these right. cities to these cities? Because it matters what the load is and who the customer is, or who it's delivering to, you know? And so we show them who the customer is when they're putting in their RFP rates. If they want Walmart freight or if they want, you know, whatever company, I'm just saying their name because it's a well-known company. If you want any shipper's freight because you live nearby or you deliver nearby or what have you, you can pick that freight from our platform and put your best foot forward to try to capture it uh, because we tell you who the shipper is. That's awesome. So I am going to summarize the best I can. Then I want to get your final thoughts on this. So we talked, again, it's it's not the market. It's it's your procurement with my friend Andrew Haverkamp. And so we talked about three big problems that, you know, that big shippers have. And well, first off, that shippers have. So- the first one is software. That if you're the little guy for the small, medium-sized business using those Excel spreadsheets and mass emails, and, and anybody who ever called you, anybody who ever sent you a, an email, you put them all on that list. Most of the emails bounce, and you get you get paper rates, and it's not a good way to go. The big the big dogs, the bigger shippers, they very often might be using a system for procurement, but it's not custom built for our space. It is custom built for buying buying rubber or steel or some sort of manufactured product. That's the first problem. Second problem is this idea that I'm going to do yearly rates. The reason I do my yearly RFP is because it's so damn painful. I don't have a good process. I have this cumbersome process. So I only do it once a year because it's too painful to do it more. And, And as a result, you're making everybody be a fortune teller. I'm having to make agreements based on I guess rates are going down, but I really don't know. Last but not least, just this whole idea of automation and removing manual touches. That's what the whole industry is trying to do. So what we talked about is Emerge has got a system that that you can use for free. It's great for carriers because it gives them the opportunity not only to work with their existing business, and but also opportunities to win some new business. For the shipper, it's great because it makes this process streamline. It's free software. You're never, as a shipper, I am never going to pay a dime for this software. (laughs) It's low risk. It's easy to use. It's easy to sign up for. It's built for transportation procurement. So it's all intuitive. We can interact with any TMS system that's out there in terms of uploading routing guides and whatnot. So it's a great tool that we've brought to the market that, you know, I would recommend anybody to to check out and try. Yeah. And as I said in the beginning, this is in a business that really is working hard, there's so much VC money, so much tech, to, to, to new tech entries into the market. Everybody says, innovate. I look at all my innovation, my innovation. Some of the innovations are tiny. This, to me, is a sea change. This is transformational. And again, I, I'm excited what you guys are up to. Anyway, Andrew, before you go, tell us what's new over at Emerge. Who's your, first off, who's your sweet spot? Who are you guys working with a lot? 
Well, my, I mean, my, my personal focus and the team I'm on is dealing with enterprise shippers. So these are, you know, these are people who have hundreds to thousands of loads every day. I would say that, you know, for, for the small to medium sized companies that are out there, uh, it's very easy to reach out and, and connect with us on our website and sign up and test the tool. Enterprise shippers definitely uh, have more complexities, and we have an entire team based in Scottsdale, Arizona, that will help navigate onboarding and running your first couple of events. So, you know, that's, you know, my, my sweet spot is those companies that are shipping, you know, between 100 and 1,000 loads a day or something like that. So those are the folks I talk to every day. Well, you're talking to me. I only have 100 loads a month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, th- I mean, thanks for having me on. It's it's been uh, it's been a fun conversation with you today. Yep. So, Andrew, what I'll do is well, before I forget, are you guys go- heading to any conferences? We <laughs> again, I don't have the list in my head. We have a great marketing team. Emerges at basically anything from CSCMP to food shippers to Rela, you know, any of the big events that happen throughout the year. We are working on annual events. We'll we'll where we will host people, but um, again, those details all come out as the marketing team works on them over time. What I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile so you guys can connect with Andrew. I'll also put a link to uh, Emerge's website. So you guys, if you want to try this out, if you want to just check them out, um, and then anything, any marketing assets you guys give me a link to, I will put those in there. And thank you so much, Andrew. Joe, thank you for having me today. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great getting to know you, and uh, it's really exciting to uh, hear about what Emerge is up to. Thank you so much. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support is very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.